0: What do you know to be absolutely true? Death and taxes. <laughs> Ooh, the two biggies. I got that. Well, dish. I could
1: say men lie, women lie, got and got numbers that. don't. That's a Jason <laughs> quote. <I>
0: got that. <laughs> <dish>. um, <laughs> y'all it's onika and jr and you are dishing with dainty dish how you doing jr i am fantastic how are you i'm doing well what have you been up to lately i'm always interested in knowing what's going on in the world of jr i know you want to like put my business on the internet yep that's basically the point okay well
1: uh so far i actually i'm having a party Ooh! you're not invited
0: i know and Um, it's an ouch guys it's an ouchie ouchie not
1: really i just don't want you there
0: oh fair enough
1: you know i'm allowed to have i'm allowed to have people in my life that aren't you
0: that's fair we spend enough time together yeah so yeah i'm having
1: a party so i got some chips behind me (laughs) that's it that's that's new
0: (laughs) those are some serious chips i'm looking at them now and i'm it's making me a little hungry but i'm not invited to the party so it's okay i won't have any chips yep so how are you i'm doing well i had mental health day today and it went well Um, my therapist my new therapist is working out she's kind of she's kind of awesome uh to be quite honest with you she had me thinking about a lot of things you know in preparation actually for this podcast uh i i had come up with you know some ideas um, things to talk about
1: typically that's what you do
0: that's what i do but this time it kind of hit home for me um today we're going to talk about grief and core beliefs okay and we're gonna start with grief um i've been feeling low lately it happens around this time of the year christmas is a rough time for me because my grandma passed on my birthday it was 14 years ago i know it was a very long time ago and i get that you know maybe i shouldn't feel some type of ways on on her death date but i often do you know i remember when um i remember i honestly remember it like it was yesterday You know, my birthday came and went. I went to Moxie's with some of my homegirls, you know, they gave me gifts. I was laughing and having a great time while my whole family was falling apart, realizing that my grandmother had passed away. And I was to find out the next day and I dropped down like I lost. I literally lost my shit after that. Um, What I didn't see coming, actually, after the passing of my grandma Elvira was the passing eight months later of my grandma Elaine so now i was grieving two losses instead of one loss and the one loss had presented as challenges i was really deep into a depression and not just because at the time of the season i think you know i was in school i was in my fourth year um i didn't want to do any homework i didn't want to go to class i just was deeply profoundly depressed over the loss of this woman who was so very important to me and as I said, it presented a lot of challenges. And then there goes my second grandmother. And, whoo, jara let me tell you, after that death, I spiraled into a complete abyss. Um, I started heavily abusing drugs. Um, uh, I uh, was not being responsible in my job i was using drugs at my job um you know i just i'd already been diagnosed with depression but this was a depression that like i'd never felt before this is what i think people would call a situational depression and i'd never gone through something like this i'm not sure if you ever have but i just feel like when these two women passed on a part of me passed with them uh One of them was a tough old bird. My grandma Elaine was a tough old bird. She used to kind of give me a hard time, you know, through life. Uh, She was always a harder woman, but Elvira was soft. And she had a soft spot for me. And she would make me feel just worthy and worthwhile. And she would make me feel like I was going to accomplish and do big things and great things. And she made me feel safe in a world that, had often made me feel unsafe. And that's just what she meant to me. You know, and I went through all of the stages. Um, Denial that it was happening, anger, because though she was 81 or 82 years old at the time, if I can remember correctly, how could she be taken away from me before the birth of my first child? Or at the time I had wanted a wedding. like all very weird and selfish thoughts, but I just I just assumed she'd live forever. That was a child's assumption. That was a child's dream, that grandma would live forever, and she just, she didn't. And when she didn't, life for me kind of took a turn. It essentially fell apart, so. I wanted to talk about grief today, and I wanted to get into... A conversation about grief and can it ever be considered a mental health issue in my opinion I think it should be there's no set amount of time a person can take to get over a situation you know there's no there's no right way or right thing to say to that person to snap them out of depression that they get into because after bargaining which i don't always understand bargaining i'm not gonna lie to you like that one kind of confuses me but there's depression and when you get into that funk you get into that depression you feel lost in yourself you feel lost in your grief you pine for that person hoping that somehow by some miracle of whatever god you believe in they're gonna come back you see them on the street corner you see them in your dreams you feel their presence constantly, like, I don't know, like a hand on your shoulder. You miss their hugs. You miss their smells. You miss their presence. And it's hard. It's, it's a really hard thing to go through. The loss of a person that you love is traumatic. And from that trauma can come things like anxiety and depression. You're depressed because you've lost someone you love and you're never going to get them back. You're anxious because you don't know how you're going to live in the world without them. Especially for me, someone like my grandmother. And I'll be honest with you, I think her death hit me harder than Elaine's death. And it always kind of has because we were just, we were closer. We talked every day. You know, she used to tell me, no one hugs me like you hug me. No one loves me like you love me. And it used to be our special thing. We sang together, we laughed together. You know, she was my whole world when when I was a kid and my mom used to have to go away for, for work, for nursing. She was everything to me. She was mom, dad, grandma, she was everything. And you know, she helped raise me. She had a hand in the person that I am today and I'd hope that person is a good person. But you know what, I'm not always so sure. Without her guiding light, Who have I become? Who have I turned into? You know, it's just, I miss her presence. I miss her laugh. I miss her smile. I miss her pepper pot. (laughs) I, and the closer and closer December 30th gets my 36th birthday and the 14th anniversary of her death. I guess the more and more I miss her. I can forget for 364 days of the year that she's not here, but um, on that one day, I can't forget. She's constant, and she's ever-present, and she's all the love in the world around me, and she's my hope, and she's still my confidant. I still talk to her. doesn't matter. Whether she's here or she's not here, whether she's energy in the air or an angel in heaven, I don't know. But I can feel her energy. So I embrace it. I embrace her memory and I embrace the love that I know she'll always have for me. So I I guess I still, to a certain extent, grieve. I've accepted the loss. She died of old age. There was nothing I or anyone else could do about that. But I don't know, I guess the sadness just never goes away. And I just went on quite the tangent. That's your grieving, I guess. I don't know. I have a
1: different I have a completely different perspective to to grieving. Um, I'm more of a accept it, and move on. From a young age, my parents were always like, "We're not gonna live forever. One day, we're not gonna be here," and I've always just accepted that kind of thing in life for everything. And when things happen, you have no control over. It, you accept it. You move on. Don't dwell on the past. And that's how you've always. That's how I live. So you've never experienced grief. I'm not saying I've never experienced grief. I can't actually. I actually can't think of a time period where I've experienced grief. Actually, I can't think of. It. I can't think of it.
0: Well, I mean. Other than the loss of a person, people experience grief over many things.
1: Absolutely, I'm absolutely. I'm not saying that people don't experience grief. I'm saying I can't think of a time where I've experienced grief, and there's nothing you can do or say that's going to change that.
0: No, no, and I'm honestly not trying to. I'm honestly not trying to. Um, is grief mental health?
1: I can't answer that question.
0: Well. There's a document called the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual for Mental Health Disorders. It's called um, DSM short form, DSM-5. And they started this document so that they would be able to decipher what is a mental health disorder versus what isn't a mental health disorder. Um. And there's kind of a rule in there about bereavement and grieving that states no less than two months after mourning can you be diagnosed with a mental health condition. So they're giving you two months before it becomes what is then known as complicated grieving disorder. So. Grief, is, a mental health disorder, according to this document.
1: I, no, I can't. No, 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 no. We're we're not doing that. We're not. We're not. We're not. We're not. We're not. Nah. No. No.
0: We're not considering grief a mental health disorder. No.
1: No. No. I can't. Okay. Can't. No. No. If, if just because you gave that definition, I'm like, nah. Nah. No, no
0: no okay so this is what this is basically what the definition of complicated grief disorder is. You're experiencing your period of grief right but it's almost intensified like the pining for the person, the deceased is not going away your inability you' ha- you're basically having a major depressive episode within out. your grief. So the grief is sparking it is out, what I'm saying it's out. sparking it
1: outside of the loss of a child i don't see a situation where like i i don't know like i I feel like everything's a mental health disorder now like it's just like oh blame it on mental health let's 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 make it a mental health thing
0: but grief is Uh, it's a disease of the mind think about it grief
1: is a disease
0: now it's it's a disease of the mind i'm using and i don't Uh, mean to use the term diseases in like cancer or heart disease grief is an emotion and emotions are of the mind where do you feel your emotions from jr where do you feel them from
1: okay go ahead make your point i gotta hear this i'm
0: just saying you feel emotions it's a mental thing
1: okay okay now mental because now i'm like mental health and mental health are two different things okay go ahead like speaking of mental health from a mental health Disorder um, perspective, where you're talking about the bipolar's, the schizophrenia and those types of things, as mental health disorders versus just your health mentally. Like, are you just okay? Are you happy? Are you sad? Like, what what? How do you? What are your feelings? What are your emotions? Like, grief's an emotion, and I don't want it. I, I don't want to. I can't sit here and and, have, and like try and categorize it as something that is as uh, I don't know what the word to use, but is. Uh, as serious as something like schizophrenia. I don't know, cause I'm okay. I'm looking. This 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 is this is this is my perspective now. Okay, okay. I I live I live downtown now, um, and I live in I live in an area that is is a nice area, but you you know you can walk in any direction, and you know one way you're in tourist cen- tourist center, uh, tourist city center, and then next you know next minute you know you're you're near. Um, you could be near, you know, the, the courthouse where there's homeless people sleeping at, the, at, at night, mm-hmm. and you know, you could also be out, and there could be someone who's walking on the street and, and talking to themselves, you know. And if you're going to say to me that the grief of, let's say, the grief of a grandmother mm-hmm. versus the the mental health of someone who's walking on the street, talking to themselves, so yelling at themselves, jumping in front of cars. If you're trying to put them on on the same level, I don't think you I can. I wasn't
0: trying to put them I, on no, the no, same no, no, level. No, 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 no.
1: I'm I'm just saying I don't Go think ahead. I don't think you can. And just now saying that grief is a is now a mental health condition um, or disorder, I, 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 it doesn't fly with me.
0: Mental health is a spectrum. It is a spectrum. And It is not a straight line. It is not a circle. It's not a triangle. It's a spectrum. So. It is entirely possible for someone who's grieving let's say the loss of a husband or a wife someone they spend 50 years with let's just throw out a number Mm -hmm. they can experience a major depressive episode based on their grief that would cause them to then be characterized or categorized sorry as someone with a mental health disorder that needs treatment and that needs help i think we look at grief and say you know what? Put on some lipstick and bake a cake and get over it. You know, it's fine. The person died. The animal died. Your life was destroyed. You know, this person's, this person's gone. Just move on from it. You'll be fine. You know, you've lost your house. Nah, just get over it. Bad breakup. Big deal. People have breakups all the time. Everyone is unique. Everyone reacts to things in a unique and different way down to their fingerprints. And grief is something that is more and more being recognized as a part of a person's mental health. When you are grieving, you are not well. When you are grieving, mentally, you are not checked in. You are checked out. And I'm not saying take antidepressants to relieve your grief. But some psychotherapy might help.
1: Everything you said there before with, with your sarcastic voice, get over and get over, that's the reality. I mean, no. you, you have to, you, things, think, things we, are, we are on this earth, things happen that are outside of our control. They upset us, they make us angry, they make us happy, they make us sad, they give us all these emotions. When things change, yes, you're, you, you, you'll, you'll feel upset, you'll feel sad, you'll feel grief, absolutely the faster you accept it, accept the things that you can't change and try and, and try and figure out a way to come back to some sort of normalcy, the faster you'll get over it. But when you dwell on things, because pretty much what you describe like as going into depression and getting anxiety is the fact that you're dwelling on something that you have no control over, that you can't change but the fact that
0: you're dwelling on it is a problem in itself like so so why can yeah. some why can some people like you for instance not dwell on things and dwell on emotions and dwell on events where people like me for instance will dwell does that make me am I, am I lesser than i don't think that's what it is I'm not, I, think, but you're make, I think you're, it's you're, simply you're, you're it's, making a comparison. I think it's There's simply, no comparison but that's what i'm saying with people there is no comparison Everyone reacts and feels differently when when it comes to experiencing a loss. It's a unique experience because they are experiencing that loss. And in that unique experience, it is entirely possible for major depression to occur. And that's things like feelings of hopelessness, worthlessness, the loss of the ability to speak sometimes or... The movement, the slow movement. Like when I'm depressed, I move very slowly. I speak very slowly. I act very slowly. Like everything's a little slowed down and delayed. You know, that can come up as an issue. Suicidal ideations can come up as an issue. When you're grieving so heavily and remember, not asking for help and not asking for help or getting help from somewhere.
1: Remember, I was, what I'm just trying to say is remember that, remember we started off this, this conversation with me, putting up my bias where I said, I can't think of a time I've, I've, I felt grief. So this is what this, this remember, this is where you're, this is who you're talking to, mm-hmm. right? So, and I'm hoping not,
0: some of this stuff will resonate with you,
1: but it's not a matter it doesn't, it doesn't need to resonate with me because I've gone through things where people would have had grief. We lost the same grandmother. We're cousins. I know. Okay. So I had to experience the same thing you experienced so and you experience it differently but i experienced it differently so what, what we're saying is we experienced the same thing you have you're still grieving to this day whereas i accepted it pretty much right when it happened and i for example with with our, with our elaine i guess that would be the that we share Uh elvira oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. elaine is wow. my grandma yeah, no, i know that, that <laughs> was well that was a good one um sorry word elvira elvira um when she passed uh so her and I, our bond was she's always like Julian. I gotta get you to Guyana. You're going to Guyana. You know you gotta know where your you gotta know where your roots are. You gotta know you gotta know where you came from, right? That was her thing with her and I. No matter what, for years that was our conversation. You know, no matter what, if she's making me breakfast, that was our conversation. You know, you gotta experience because in her she in me she saw that you grew up in Canada and you don't know what it's like to be poor, mm-hmm. and you need to know what you need to know what that is. Because mm-hmm. your your mom and your dad did very well for themselves compared based on where they came from, and you just need to get an understanding and understand what what they've they've been through. In order to truly appreciate it, mm-hmm. so when she passed, she went on vacation and passed in Guyana. We didn't bring her body back. We all went down there. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was like like a self actualizing moment, and that's how I was able to say, you know what. Her passing got me somewhere where I probably never would have gone had she not passed in Guyana. I probably would never have set foot in Guyana. Mm-hmm. So for me that that whole trip, even though it was full of you know sadness, for me it was like, okay, well, my grandma passed away, but you know what? I met our cousin T for the first time. I met mm-hmm. my male cousin. I, I, I have no male cousins that are of my age range.
0: Mm-hmm. right
1: like they're either way older than me or way younger than me, right. Other than other cousin R, but him and I, we're still diff- far enough apart that it's it's still not... Now, as adults, it's fine. But at that age, at that yeah. time, that's the first time I had a male in my life that was of the same age as me. So, like, all these great experiences came out of that for me. So, I made I turned it into a positive. I accepted what happened. As a family, we bonded after that. Every single person. I started seeing you guys more often after that, that experience. Yeah. So... Although all those negative things happened, positive things came from it. So there was no there was no grief for me because all these great things happened. I looked at the positive side of it. So that's what I'm saying. Some people I like to look at things in a positive light. I don't want to look at the negative. She's not here anymore. She's not gonna hug me. She's not gonna make me breakfast anymore. She's not gonna. Nah. She gave me all these experiences. She said, "I want you to see where your parents came from. I want you to appreciate your life. I want you to appreciate the things that you have. You know. So and and that's what I got from it. So I don't know. Like grief. Every time there's been a situation for me where there's been grief, I've always been able to spin it into a positive thing. You know, it's the same way your 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 second grandmother passed shortly after my cousin passed six months after yeah. uh, for the grandma. So and that was like the person that pretty much outside of my parents really had an influence on my life and, and helped raise me. So out of that passing, well, I gave the eulogy. So public speaking, that's where it began, right? And I, I, I had a passion I, I, I've never listened to it again people told me that it was a good one. I've never listened to it twice um, but it, they said it was passionate and it was meaningful it was the first time I spoke in public right So I got something out of that mm-hmm. you know I, I learned something. I learned to take care of myself and my health. I learned to start going to see the doctor you know like mm-hmm. there's things I got out of it so there was grieving okay, this person's gone but they, they did they, they did something in my life they were a positive influence in my life and I will respect them and I will honor them by doing the things that they taught me. And passing them on and, and living that way. And I don't know. That's, so I don't, I mean, I'm not going to dwell on the negatives. I, I feel like grief, I feel like grief is just dwelling on I'm the negatives. on the negative. Because, okay, like you gave the example of a husband and wife, right? Well, you're basically dwelling on the fact that they left you, mm-hmm. right? Okay, well, what happens if you look at and say, you know what? If you're a religious person, you can say they've gone on to the better place. And they're wait, now waiting for me to come get them at some point. But I got to do my, maybe my job is not done here. So I gotta do. I might have grandkids that I need to spend time with to teach them something. Like I just saw recently, um, there was this uh, this grandfather that taught his grandkids. I think there was two boys and a girl, and they built this like log cabin in like two or three months.
0: Mm-hmm. He
1: gave he, he 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 provided them a skill, an experience. So the, the the siblings got to bond. The grandfather taught them about work ethic and hard work. When the grandfather passes, you know they have that great experience that they they have they can pass it on to the next generation. They're going to have nothing but positive things to say. They're going to cry. They might have a couple beers. But they're going to have that memory, that bonding time. So there might not be that much grief. I don't know. I'm Mm -hmm. just making that up. But I don't know. I feel like if you're going to get down to it as we're talking, I'm thinking that maybe grief is just
0: dwelling on the negatives. I don't think that's where my grief comes from. I don't think I'm dwelling on the negative. I think what it is, I'm dwelling on the positive that's been lost. And... That's the negative. No, that's the positive. The negative is the opposite of positive. No, I don't mean the. No, no, no. You're saying hold on. Let me let me finish. So the positive for my grandmother was how she helped me try to reshape some of my core beliefs. I always grew up feeling like not enough or unworthy of love. And my grandmother made me feel like I was more than enough and I was more than worthy. So I think what I dwell on is the absence of that, missing that feeling of her helping me get through.
1: So you're dwelling on her no longer being here to help you, which is you're dwelling on the negative. She's not here to help you. Instead of saying embracing the things that she taught you and, and, and moving forward with them, you're dwelling on the fact that she's not here. That's a negative.
0: Okay, fair. That's a negative.
1: That's why I was—I I didn't even want you to go on your tangent because I knew where you were
0: going and I was like, you're wasting my time here. <laughs> Sorry about that, Jer. Okay. Um, no, but she did help me challenge some of my core beliefs. And that was the other thing I wanted to talk to you about today. Okay. <laughs> um, In therapy this morning, I talked to my therapist about my core belief about myself. Because your core beliefs is... You know, basic beliefs about yourself, the world around you, and, you know, your everyday life, basically. So, I grew up with certain beliefs. Like, those who do good, do good for themselves. And those who do bad, do bad for themselves. That's one of my mom's favorite sayings. And what's wrong with that? Nothing's wrong with it. Oh. Nothing's wrong with it. That's a positive, healthy core belief. Oh, okay. I've got some positive ones and I've got some negative ones. It's the negative ones that I have to work on. Um, your One of your is things that you said was absolutely true, death and taxes. Like, where did you hear that? My parents. Your parents. Says, and would you consider that a core belief? What? Death and taxes? Yeah. Do I believe I'm going to die? Yes. Do I believe if I want to stay living in
1: the Western world that I have to pay taxes? Yes.
0: So core belief. All right. It's not it, a core
1: belief. Well, the taxes isn't a core belief. It's a It's a fact. They're both facts. Like those are—they're both facts. It's like the fact is I'm going to die. The fact is, if I want to remain living in the Western world, I'm going to pay taxes, whether whether it's very little or a lot. That's that's, I can't say. I can't say. Right? That depends on like you know how business savvy, how good your accountant is, whatever. But like, but yeah, it's gonna happen. Mm. So those are facts. I don't really—I don't really understand what the core. I don't understand what core
0: beliefs. I, I don't really understand what that term means. It's, as I said, it's a basic belief that you have about yourself, the world, and your everyday life. So, can you think of one?
1: But, like, okay, now, is are, is belief and fact, are they synonyms? No,
0: be, the, the core belief is a lot, a lot of it is based on assumption. Okay. Because the, the core beliefs, give you me develop a them, you develop them in childhood, like, uh, I'll give you, like, an example, um when a kid knows a stove is hot or, or a kid, one kid will say the dog bites and another kid will say the dog is friendly, but as they grow older, they'll know whether the dog bites or is friendly based on their experience and not just an assumption. So if the dog growls at them, then that's a bad dog. If the dog wags their tail, then that's a good dog. What does that have to do with an individual? the core belief is that it's a it's either a, it's if this then that basically so i'll give you an example of one of my core beliefs like when i was in high school for instance if i didn't get a good grade then i was a failure
1: i don't think i have any core beliefs like from that from that because here's what, like i i also because i read a lot you of, have to have some no because like, th- like little things like that like i read a lot of books as a kid like a lot so and a lot of things i learned was that there's no such thing as failure
0: and but they don't all have have, like, always have to be it, negative no, like, do you have positive core beliefs
1: if you work hard you will succeed i guess fair work harder not smarter um i mean work smarter not harder mm-hmm. um what goes around comes around
0: and then you said, I think one time you had mentioned do unto others as well.
1: Well, that's just my simple um,
0: core belief. I guess the only one, yeah, do, <laughs> on others, do on, Yeah, your simple I, core that's, belief. I guess that's
1: the only one I have. Do unto others as you would like them to do unto you. That's the only one. That's the only. I guess that's fundamentally that's the only thing I believe in.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, with core beliefs also come assumptions, as I was saying. So, yeah. if this, then that. So using my grade or even yeah we'll just use my grade as an example so if i got a b plus then my parents would be mad and i wouldn't be successful like i i assumed my parents would be mad Mm -hmm. and the core belief is that i'm not going to be successful because i got this bad grade which is the automatic thought okay so some of the core beliefs I've held in the past and I still hold, and that's what we discussed in therapy this morning, was, number one, that I am not enough. Um,
1: for what? For who?
0: That's just, a just, really good question. Just so I can get understood because I'm not sure what that means. I am not enough for my mental health to stay healthy. I'm not enough for another human being to be in my life so relationships um i'm not enough of a good person that i will succeed in life um you actually believe this stuff sometimes yeah wow Yeah, that's that's what I didn't uh, want to. I told you this was gonna be one of those. Yeah, it's real
1: because I'm like, because I think shit just got real. I'm just so different because I'm like, if you don't really like,
0: in a relationship, if if I'm not good enough for you. Okay, see you later. Like that's cool. No biggie. I go in there thinking I'm not enough to begin with. Though that's different. That's like if oh. do you know what I mean, I go in there thinking I have to be more. I have to do the I have to be the best. I have to do the best. I have to win. I have to. And it's it's always it's been a positive and a negative. I mean, making the statement I am not enough sounds terrible. But it's been a positive and a negative because I've pushed myself to be more. I've always tried to push myself to be more, but then I I was saying to my therapist this morning, it's kind of twofold. It's almost like you get winded and you can't push anymore or you just like you feel like you just want to give up. I'm not talking about like on life, just like give up on whatever situation you find yourself in that's causing you distress. Interesting. You know, uh, so that that must
1: And it's a constant, it's a constant everyday thing. I look at it now and I think I honestly have to, I I love my parents because from a young, they instilled like confidence in me to like, no, you're, 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 you're the shit. Don't worry about it. Like, like not, not not cockiness, but it was always like, you look, you you can't don't compare. My parents always like, don't compare yourself to other people. Because you don't know what the hell's going on with them. Just do the best that you can and make sure that you do better today than you did yesterday. And that's kind of that that so
0: that's those some, are your core those are I, beliefs. Those are your core oh, is that the, what they those are? right there. The no, ones, those, ones rooted in those, childhood. Those but that's that, that have served you in adulthood. But that's
1: that that would be everything about me now, which is just be positive. Don't surround yourself with negative people. Um those are just some things that's that that, that all comes down to just parenthood. Parenting, because Everything that, as a child, I absorbed the things that my parents said to me. So my parents said, I, like, the things I get now, like, for example, I don't want you playing with that kid, right? Mm. It had nothing to do with the kid. It was the kid's parents, right? Like, it was like, ah, uh, nah, they're they're not really the right ones. You don't, mm-hmm. I don't want you, right? So mm-hmm. it had nothing to do with the kid, right? So I don't know. It's, it's more the parenting. Like, I guess my parents were there. So it's like, at every at every obstacle, it's like, I had someone to guide me. And that kind of, that that everything that I learned today, like you see the way I move, you see the things yeah, that I do. Yeah, I do, I it's, see I, your movements, it, but it's you all, move but it's, well. But it's all because of the things my dad and my mom taught me. Like my dad's, like, okay, we, we had the conversation earlier today where um, uh, you talked about, or even last week, you talked about how you used to clean on Saturdays, mm-hmm. right? In my household, there's no such thing as cleaning on weekends. Right. You clean right when it's dirty in during the week, Monday to Friday, you clean because weekends we're having a good time. We're doing our thing. Right. Like if, mm. if someone's coming over at, on, a, on Saturday after they could just come home with us and we're going to have a good time. So that like little things like that, like those actions are things that kind of serve me now. So I'm not getting up on Saturday to clean my place. No, my place is going to get cleaned like. When you leave, I'm gonna clean.
0: Saturday it. was clean the house day. No, that was clean the house day that Onika had to do, because uh, Bianca didn't no, know no, what to do. Stop! She was stop! Doing. Stop that
1: foolishness. This is not the time to, to like to, to get the air out of that nonsense. It's not. I'm just. I just used it as an example because we talked about it earlier. All right. Fine. Stop! Stop with that foolishness. You lost your train of thought, eh? Well, anyway, I was say I was talking about how. I think that my core values just comes down to parenting that it's all yes. every, everything everything is about yes. the way everything is everything I do is based on the way I was parented. My parents are going to say you're going my dad would always say things like you you'll thank me you'll thank me when you're older. You're not you don't get it now like making my bed. That is one thing so I had breakfast with my dad every day from probably birth till end of high school. Every day. And one thing he would be like make your bed. Brush your teeth, make your bed. Brush your teeth, make your bed. And now it's a habit. Is that a core belief? It's just a habit that, that was put into No, that that that's presented. a habit that was put but into like, you. But the messaging that your father me, but gave me, you... But the teaching me just to be tidy. Keep yeah. Your, keep your space clean. So
0: keep your space clean is the core belief. That's the core belief. But
1: that's but the thing is, it was my father behind my ass every single day. See, like, I didn't I didn't have that. single... Like, like Onika, this is like... every. It was literally, I wake up in the morning... You brush your teeth, then it's you make your bed, breakfast, brush your teeth again, take me to school. Until I was probably in high school, and I go by myself. Like, no. and it was like it was just consistent every day. That was every Monday to Friday, like every day. And, and so that that kind of stuck it. So now when I get up in the morning, I can't even function in here until I make my bed. Like I, I can't, I, I can't do anything. Keep
0: your place tidy. That's your yeah. core belief. I didn't have that growing up. I didn't have that. You know. Mom worked nights, she came in early, she usually saw us off to school, but, you know, Grandma was the one that made the breakfast if we were going to eat breakfast, and, you know, Pops was just, he was just kind of there, like, he he was the report card guy, he was Mr. Education, God love him, because, you know, I got my education out of him, like, he's the one, the reason I, I got, didn't get into university, but he's the reason that I went to university, he certainly paid for it, him and my mom, but... The core messaging that I got when I get a report card, for instance, was, oh, and don't give me this whole, this is the West Indian mentality, Uh, oh, you got an 85 here? What happened to the other 15%? And then it would be like a constant harping on, or comparison to friends that I had that were on honor roll. But here's the thing, you know? Oh, Leslie did, Leslie Leslie got Cardinal Carter. Why didn't you get Cardinal Carter? Like as a young as a young woman okay as a young woman i'm not saying male female or anything other but as a young woman you want messaging like you did well but this is where you could have improved that's the messaging that you you want you
1: watched tv and you saw full house and the way those dads talked to their daughters and you immediately wanted your dad to talk to you that way that's what you wanted now i'm not saying that's wrong i'm just saying your dad never lived in Full House. Your mom never lived in North America, had that nuclear family, that that the dog and six kids. So what you, that image you saw on TV that you so much wanted, that wasn't the reality that your parents were able to provide you. And instead of kind of embracing whatever it was they were providing you, you were harping on the things that you weren't getting.
0: But it still shaped my core beliefs about,
1: about I, I, myself. I, abso- like, absolutely. I'm not, absolutely. It's not about
0: harping on the things that I wasn't getting. It's about... The simple fact what? is, the simple fact is, when I was growing up as a child, I grew up in a, p- a majority negative environment. That's God love my family. God loved my mom, my sister and my dad. but it was not a positive let's go ice skating or you know push you in some type of put you in some, oh type, gosh, of, you in some type of uh, activity or you were left to your own devices essentially homework had to be done always homework had to be done homework got done then it was kumon after kumon it was maybe a half an hour of television that's it i was i was banned i was banned from, so television from the age of seven because i was told a, a, a teacher called my father and told her that i couldn't read but the problem wasn't that i couldn't read right the problem was I was being bullied at school and the kids were throwing things and carrying on when I was trying to do comprehensive reading so they put me in ESL for two weeks and that two weeks led to like seven years of just not watching television not the important part the important part is my father didn't sit me down and ask me what was going on what what happened what happened at school today that led the teacher to believe that you could not read what was going on instead what he did was military style he got me to go to my room, get a bunch of books about yay high, and sit there and read out loud to him until I proved to him I could read. Uh, I'm seven. I don't, I don't, and, I'm seven. So I, am I, I enough? No, am I if, enough, though? Am I you, enough?
1: You sit You're sitting here, and you're describing. Okay, so I've dated women of multiple cultures. And you're sitting here and describing the fathers of a lot of these women. Like he didn't. He didn't say, "Let's go have ice cream." Okay, no big deal. Oh, you got eighty-five. What we'll happened to the fifteen? That's every Chinese, Japanese, um, Indian, Pakistani. Um, I wonder what some of their here, core
0: beliefs are like. like huh? No, but I'm just saying <laughs>
1: that that they don't, like most immigrants' parents. Because you have to understand when you come to this country, you're coming for the opportunity. So your parents are going to slave away at whatever it is they got to slave away at so their kids have the opportunity. So you're, you don't understand that when your parents are saying the only way to get, get out in this country is through education. So why do you think a lot of immigrant kids end up going to university, become engineers, doctors, you know, lawyers, all the professionals where they make good money? Because their parents were like, this is the only way that we're going to prosper in this country. I came here to give you this opportunity. I need you to take this opportunity and run with it. So they're doing their best. If their best wasn't good enough, that's unfortunate, but I don't, I I don't know, I just, I hate, I hate when we get into the situation where it's always the negative, the negative, the negative, you're always rolling on the negative of your, with the things that your father didn't provide you or whatever, look at the positives, stop dwelling on the negatives, like, if you start looking at the positive, you'll start seeing all the opportunities that you were providing that you still have, and that you could still pursue. You know, any people out there that didn't have a father that could pay for university? You know, people that have OSEP debt that they'll, they'll never pay off?
0: And I you said, know, Thank you. You're yeah, ta- asking me yeah, no, 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 that no, no, I don't know. No, 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 I, no. I'm noticing it. No, 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 I do no, notice no. it.
1: Okay, but you're constantly dwelling on the negatives. Whenever a conversation comes up where you
0: can dwell on the negative, you're dwelling on the negative. Oh, can I speak? Go ahead. Okay. I was giving you an example of why my core beliefs are so messed up. And my core beliefs are, in fact, negative. They're negative. Okay. I admit that they're negative and I need to turn them around into the positive. That's what we discussed this morning in therapy, working on that for a little while. So let's talk positive. So Let's speak positive. My positive core belief would be, I have something worthwhile to give to this world.
1: Okay. And now what are you doing to give that? To, what are you doing to grow that? What are you doing to make that happen?
0: i'd like to think i'm doing this podcast for one of the the reasons no no, don't say you think what are what are you doing i'm asking i'm I'm asking you a question answer my question okay what are you doing i'm working on this podcast
1: what else are you doing
0: i'm writing a book what (laughs) else are you doing i'm working on my website what else are you doing I'm hopefully joining a panel that talks about mental health um, and the government. That's what else are you opportunity doing? opportunity that came up. I'm going to therapy.
1: What else are you doing?
0: I'm seeing my social worker on a regular basis.
1: What else are you doing?
0: I'm taking care of myself. I'm starting to exercise.
1: And what else are you doing? Eating healthy and
0: listening to you?
1: Well that is that that one's cool, but <laughs> but like look at it but look you, you look at all these positive things that you were able to name off. Stay in that positive space. Like I know we're talking about mental health all the time. How do you stay? How do you stay mentally healthy? Mentally healthy is that? I don't know if that's the right word. Mentally healthy. We're gonna gonna pretend those are the right words. Try and stay in a positive space all the time. You know, like I'm gonna come across kind of a little jerky in this, but like it's because I kind of want to get you to be in the positive space. Like when you come here, sometimes you're in a very positive space. Like today, when you got here, I felt like you were in a positive space. Mm -hmm. And I know that I asked you some questions and it kind of dipped, dipped the energy because I was trying to figure out what the hell was going on. Mm-hmm. but let's just stay positive. Like when you stay positive, look at the good things. Look at, look what happens now with you and your dad. You're going home for Christmas.
0: I'm going home for Christmas guys. Right.
1: So, I mean, this is, th- these he are all positive. About me and he ha- th- th- he asked And about that's a positive me. thing, right? So that's I'm all gonna positive. I'm going to
0: him how to cook curry. Let him teach me for Christmas.
1: See? Look at that. So now yeah. on top of that, you're going to get a moment where you get to bond with your father. Your father's probably one of the best cooks I know.
0: Mm-hmm. And he's good.
1: as in I'll eat anything he cooks, and that's very rare for me to eat something that every any any eat from people. You know mm-hmm. this, right? So look at that. You're going to have a you're going to have a bonding moment. You're going to have a skill. Set. Look at it. Okay, it didn't happen when you were 4 because he didn't he didn't, he didn't he didn't know cuz he didn't know he wasn't aware of it but you know what the cool thing is he's got a granddaughter now that he's spending time with and he understands oh girls need male influences they need their fathers so he's being a gra- a great grandfather to her she amazing. loves him to death right? amazing and with that he's learning of the things that he missed out with you and he's taking he's actually making a step to take the time to do it that's positive so okay it's a little it's better late than never right yeah at least you have this opportunity so that's a positive thing for your mental health because yeah. I'm pretty sure you're going to be able to go, you're going to be able to come back, and I might even eat your curry after he teaches you how to cook it. Because <laughs> right? right now, I'm not touching it. But when, when, when he's done, when he puts his magic fingers on that, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe I'll give it a
0: try. Right? But see, look at that. Positive. Positive. Yeah. Well, with that said, that has been the dish of the day. Um, if you guys want to reach out to us and tell us about some of your core beliefs and, you know, share your grief with us if you've ever experienced loss um, and some of your favorite things about that person or pet, <laughs> if it's a pet, person or pet. Oh um, and we would love to hear from you. JR, tell them how they can reach us.
1: Absolutely. You can reach us at Dish, D-Y-S-H at DaintyDish.com. Uh, you can check us out on the website, DaintyDish.com, you can see, S-D-A-I-N-T-Y-D-Y-S-H.com. You can check out Onika and more stuff that she spoke about earlier on her writing, because that's one of the positive things that she is doing right now. Um, even though some of the writing might be expressing the negative stuff, but it's getting it out there, so it's positive. <laughs> it's positive. It's positive at the same time. Uh, and also if you want to check her out on Instagram, it's, uh, best of Onika twitter is onika dainty uh and if you want to check me out on instagram i am best of jr and if you're listening to us on apple podcast give us five you deserve five we truly appreciate it thank you so much if you're listening to us on youtube soundcloud thank you so much we truly appreciate you um to our listeners down in texas thank you so much to our listeners uh in florida uh thank you so much california thank you so much new york new jersey thank you so much ontario um i think there's some in bc um Ooh. thank you so much uh and the uk of course thank of you course. thank you thank you so much for listening we truly appreciate it thank you uh that's it for me
0: like i said y'all that has been the dish of the day i hope you guys have yourselves a very 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 happy Day.